Well, God's so good, isn't he? God's good. And see, we need to have the right atmosphere so you're ready, so you're in a place to receive. There's no point in having a dumb devil yak in your ears so you can't hear what I'm saying. That makes sense? Yeah, yeah. So we're not going to have it. I'm not going to have it. <laughs> As you can tell, I'm not going to have it. So that's me. <laughs> anyway, um, we're, we're focusing on the presence of the Lord. Thank you, Kim, <laughs> for your songs around that, please, or your worships around that. And uh, I, I started, um, well, just a couple of side notes here. Uh, Ruby and Zach's house has sold. They're waiting on a closing date. And Jared's apartment, you don't hear of this very often, but somebody took it over about a month ago. So he he's, he's uh, free to make a move now, too. Um, so he has he doesn't have to pay payments to November on that and so so that's that's good too and so they don't have a date yet they go from Friday to Friday so they haven't gotten a date a closing date but it has sold so okay and then um, I think um, let's see okay I I shared this scripture verse last week. And um, I'm going to start there again today, and it's got to do with, um, well, let's just, it, it's on the, it came on the tail end of uh, uh, going down to um, see Jesus at the Sight and Sound Theater in, in Branson, and I was, um, the, the play was just anointed because the Word of God, and it was the Word of God, it wasn't fluffed, and it wasn't, it wasn't um, uh, mixed up or messed up. And so there was about four places where the word, I, I just, it me. You know what I mean? It's just like, just, I got a rhema awakening of a couple, about four, four places, and I didn't have anything to write it down, but I remembered the first one, you know, and so I'm going to share that one with you. And, um, but it was, it was an excellent, excellent play, and if you can go, I would encourage you to do that. Um, first John, Amplified. First, or John, excuse me. We're going to John and Amplified. And this was the the scripture verse that I heard him. Uh, the, the play was on Jesus. I don't know. Did I even say that? Um, it was the play was on Jesus, and it was uh, very well done. Very well done. I think I told you last week that Natalie had seen Broadway musical Broadway plays, and this doesn't even compare to the Broadway plays in New York. She just she was just amazed at how how well it was done. And so, and I thought it was the best, but, you know, I hadn't seen one for a couple of years, but it was very good. Okay, so First John, I mean John, I'm sorry, John, John, John. I see the one here and I go First John. John 1, please. In the beginning, before all time was the Word, and that was Christ, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God himself. He was present, verse 2, he was present originally with God. Verse 3, all things were made and come into existence through him, and without him was not even one thing made that has come into being. Verse 4, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the life shine, the light shines on in the darkness, for the darkness has never overpowered it, put it out, or has not absorbed it, or has not appropriated it, 
and is unreceptive to it. And the light, I'm going to read verse 5 again. And the light shines out in the darkness, for the darkness has never overpowered it. That's a promise to you. The, the darkness has never overpowered the light that's resonant within each one of you. Do you know you have the light in you? Amen. See, it says here in verse 4, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The life was the light of men. So how do you get that life? How do you get that life? Right now, people that are not born again don't have that life. What are they in? Are they in light or in they darkness? They're in darkness. Yeah. And so how do you get that light? How do you get that light in you? What'd you say, Dennis? That's right. You believe. You believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Because you accept Jesus as Lord. When you accept Jesus as Lord, you step into that in Christ position, which is life, which is light. Sometimes you hear me minister life to people when I minister healing. That's because the life of God is able to go in there and penetrate. So I lose life when I minister to people, as well as healing. I lose life into those places. See, some of those places, if you, if you are in an area of sin, you're choking off life, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> if you are in an area of sin, is all the life and all the light able to get to you? No, no, it's not. You're choking off, off that life. You know, it's like when you turn on a faucet, you can turn it on all the way, or you can turn it on part way. If you turn it on all the way, it's going to flood, right? If you only turn on part way, or you can't get it all the way on, it's because there's something that's blocking it. Correct? So, so what we want to do, we always want to deal with sin right away so that the life and the light of God can flow through us and to be a beacon to those who are in darkness. Amen? Okay, so, again, I think it's worth, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. So you know how you get in him. You get in him by accepting Jesus as Lord. And the minute you have done that, you move from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light or righteousness. Okay? So you're in that kingdom. And so then... And then verse 5, and the light shines on in the darkness, for the darkness has never overpowered it. Darkness cannot overpower you unless you let it. It can't overpower you unless you let it. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. So greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. Can darkness overpower you? No, it can't. It hasn't got a right to do that because greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. Amen? Amen. And this, I'm just so, I'm excited about this because, and then I got this little demonstration we're going to do. Uh, I think it will work. <laughs> anyway, anyway, it's just, I was, it was, I was meditating. I mean, I've been looking at this now since last Sunday, but this morning I was meditating. All of a sudden I saw the life of God in us, the light in us, the life of God, the power of God, all of that, all of that. I would have to say it's all synonymous, right? Life, power, light, all synonymous. You know what? When you start putting a lot of light 
a lot of word in, a lot of prayer in, a lot of confession in, when you start putting all that in, what's going to happen to that light? It's going to shine brighter and brighter. (laughs) Well, my little skit here that we're going to do is it'll show you that. It's just like what I heard when I was looking at that this morning was this big explosion on the inside of us. On the inside of us, there's going to be so much life, so much power, so much light. It's just going to explode out of us to reach those that are in darkness. Amen? And so that's what's really, that's, that's where we're going with it. But I want to uh, look at a couple other things. Uh, number, uh, number two. <laughs> I've got them numbered here, folks. Anyway, let's look at John 10, 10, please. Um, probably most of you can quote that. I mean, I know I can, but... Sky, do you know that one? That's why I get you to quote it if you did. Okay. John 10, 10. Anybody else know it from heart? <laughs> Go ahead, Patty. And life abundantly, yeah, to the abundance. That's really true. Came that we might have life and life abundantly. Okay, so, and then let's look at First John 5.10, please. First John 5.10. The one who believes, now this is how you get, we talked about the light, the life in you. The one who believes in the Son of God has the witness in himself. The one who does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed in the witness that God has borne concerning his Son. Verse 11. And the witness is this, that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. So this life is in his son. So if you accept Jesus as Lord, that life is in you. And it's not eternal life. Yes, eternal life. But we can have that life right now. That life right now is for us right now. And you know that life is so, so, it can it can reach in and bring healing. It can reach in and change areas in your life that you don't like. It can reach in and, and bring a difference in your life. If you let it, and if you feed on it, if you feed on the things that do that, amen? And so, so, and the witness is this, that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his son. So you not only have eternal life, but you have that life right now, amen? Amen? Verse 12, he who has the son has the life. Do you have the son? (coughs) Excuse me. He who has the Son has the life. <coughs> he who does not have the Son of God does not have the life. Amen? So now how do you know if you have the Son of God? You've accepted him as your Lord and Savior. Romans 10, 9 and 10. And we all probably know that one. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, he is Lord. He becomes Lord of your life and he moves right in, like I just said. Amen. And takes that position of life in you. So you have that life of God in you. Now you can, you can make choices. Let's go over here to Deuteronomy, please. Deuteronomy 30. And we're going over to, um, 19. 
verse 19 and 30. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life in order. That was Deuteronomy 30. Verse 19. So choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants. See, your, your, what you make a choice to do affects your descendants. Amen. <coughs> By loving the Lord your God, by obeying his voice, and by holding fast to him. For this is your life and the length of your days that you may live in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to give to them. So the land that they give is the same as the promised land that we get. All of our needs met. We've been given everything that pertains to life and godliness. So that's the same same promise that Abraham they were all to receive was the promised land well the promised land is the same as us receiving everything that pertains to life and godliness which is the fruit of the spirit which is healing we have been given that already in the death barrel and resurrection of Jesus Christ is that an amen amen Amen. so so we have been given that so but what we have to do in order to get that is we have to choose life we have to choose life and not death We have to choose life. And that is a moment-by-moment decision. You know, you hear me say this a lot, but it's a moment-by-moment decision. Am I going to be in care and anxiety about this situation? Or am I going to be in faith? Uh Uh-oh, was I over here too far? (laughs) Am I going to be in care and anxiety about this situation? That brings what? Death. Death. Are, are, are we going to be in, in life? Are we going to cast the care and give him, give him uh, the care and trust him for it? Then when we do that, we're moved into a place of life. If we don't do that, if we carry the care and we go, then we're over here bringing a, 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 a death, right? Death. Death. And so there are so many sicknesses and diseases that can be dealt with. If people will just start moving into a place of life instead of a place of death. Amen. That's why it's so important. I don't care how minute it is or how big it is. Deal with it. That's why it's so important to deal with it. To not be in strife or to be in unforgiveness or to be in, <coughs> excuse me, in care and anxiety. <coughs> care and anxiety. Excuse me. Richard's going to have to do a lot of fixing on this tape. Anyway, to be in care and anxiety about things or whatever it is, worry, fret, um, uh, lying, stealing, all those things move you into a place of death instead of life. Amen? Amen. So it's important that we stay in a place of life, place of life so that the life can flow freely. We can be that light in a dark place. You know, people that are walking around in darkness that don't know Jesus as Lord. What happens when you're in a dark room? You didn't. Oh, I did that a while back. You didn't turn on any light or anything. What happens? You stumble and fall, don't you? You stumble and fall if you don't have the light to see. But the minute you turn the light on, it makes everything clear. That's why that's why it's so important that people not only um, accept Jesus as Lord, but they stay in that place of him being Lord of your lives. Okay? Okay, we'll go there. We're going we're moving around here just a second. 
Okay, let's look at um, Matthew six twenty-two. <laughs> uh, he told me he was going to do this too. Matthew six twenty-two. Okay, Matthew six twenty-two and twenty-three. I believe that will cover all of it. Um, the lamp of the body is the eye. The lamp of the body, that's important, is the eye. Therefore, your eye is clear. If your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and ma'am, and you can't serve, you can't stay in a place of sin and expect the light to flow through you and the life of God to flow through you. You can't do that. That's why you can't serve two masters. You can't serve sin and you can't serve light at the same time. You can't do that. And so so your eye becomes that, your eye is that um, whole body will be full of darkness. If then is very light. So so basically when you're, when you, what you see, garbage in, garbage out. So those are some areas to deal with. If your eye is full of things that are not right, that you're looking at that's not right, or say your eye is full of stuff that is um, uh, wrong stuff on TV, or your ear gates, wrong things you're listening to, all of that contributes to how much life you have flowing out of you or how much light you have you're emanating. Okay? Okay, and so... We're going to get, I, I wanted to, and there's a lot of scripture verses um, uh, that we could um, look at um, that are basically talking about darkness and, and night and the light. And I want. I really want to get to this one over here. I think it's going to be, um, let's look at Psalms 23, and this is going to be out of the Amplified. And this to me, I, I know this was the Lord that brought this to my attention last week, and I shared this last week, um, the 23rd Psalm, and I saw it totally different than I've ever seen it before. Um, sure, yes, yes, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lay down in green pastures, he restoreth my soul, all those things there. And we're going to read through this in the Amplified. Amplified, the Lord is my shepherd. He feeds me, guides me, and shields me. So there's protection. There's Everything's taken care of. I shall not lack. He makes me lie down in fresh, tender, green pastures. He leads me beside the, the still and restful waters. Again, a place of peace. He will lead you into a place of peace. Okay. He refreshes and restores my life, myself. He leads me in the paths of righteousness uprightness and right standing with him, not for, not for my earning it, but for his name's sake. See, it brings him glory. When we, the church, walks, we walk in a place of righteousness, in a place of right standing. You understand that? It brings him glory when he sees people worshiping the Lord. It brings him glory when he sees us laying hands on the sick and they recover. It brings him glory. It doesn't bring me glory. It doesn't bring you glory. So if you think it's going to bring you glory when you start walking and, and doing miracles, that's not the intention. 
God will not use you if you... Now, I know there's sometimes you've seen that happen, but usually if there's... If the devil, if there's still a handle on somebody, the devil will end up taking them out because they haven't dealt with everything rightly. You know what I mean by that? Anyway, so we, we, have, a, we have a choice to make. Are we going to walk in life or are we going to walk in death? Are we going to do that? Okay, so um, he refreshes and restores my life. I think I need to read two again. He makes me lie down in fresh, tender, green pastures. Can you just picture that? He makes me lie down. That's what he helps us do when he is shepherd. He leads me beside the still and restful waters. He refreshes and restores my life. He refreshes and restores my life. Restores my soul. God is the God of restoration. I don't care what the canker worm thinks he's stolen from you. He can't have it and he can't keep it because God is a God of restoration. God is a God of restoration. Just because something's gone or something's missing doesn't mean it's gone and missing forever. God is a God of restoration. And, and that's something you need to know. You can't just let the devil have it. Bye-bye, devil, with all my stuff. You have to be a, a knowing that God is a God of restoration. And he wants to give it back, and he wants to restore it back to you. Amen? Okay, he refreshes and restores my life. He leads me in the paths of righteousness, uprightness, and right standing with him, not for my own, not for my earning it, but for his name's sake. And like I said a little bit ago, it will always bring him glory. Yea, verse 4, yea, though I walk, yes, though I walk through the, the deep, Sunless valley of the shadow of death, I will fear or dread no evil, for you are with me. Your rod to protect and your staff to guide, they comfort me. Okay, so the valley of the shadow of death is not death. It's the demonic influences coming to steal, kill, and destroy. So when you walk through that valley of the shadow of death, you have nothing to fear if you're walking in an upright position full of life and power. You have nothing to fear. You use your authority and enforce their defeat. And you go, ha ha, just stay there. You don't belong down here with me. I'm a, a greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. Amen. And then it goes on. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. God's preparing that table. See, he already did it. And the death, burial, and resurrection. He prepared that table for you. He gave you everything that pertains to life and godliness. Just picture that sitting on that table. In, in the presence of the enemies. He's put that on the, your table. Amen? He prepares that table of blessing for you. Why? Because he's your shepherd. Amen? Surely, or only goodness, mercy, and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life, and through the length of days, the house of the Lord, and his presence shall be my dwelling place. His presence shall be my dwelling place. That's for all of us. His presence shall be my dwelling place. His presence is going to be my dwelling place. Amen? His presence is going to be my dwelling place. His presence is going to be my dwelling place. When you get into his presence, there is encouragement. 
There is peace. There is everything we just read in the 23rd Psalm. He brings restoration to your soul. He leads you and guides you into all truth, like the Holy Spirit. But he's going to lead you and guide you into green pastures or into truth. He's going to bring peace into your life because you're in his presence, because you're spending time with him, worshiping him like we did this morning, the presence of the Lord. We're in his presence. So I can tell you that. And I can tell you, you should do that. You should spend time in his presence. But doing it is another is another thing. Taking that time to sit down at his feet, like the song said, to sit down at his feet and spend that time. Do you know, years ago, I, I, I learned this, that if I took the time for the Lord, then God was going to increase my time. I mean, years ago, I was I was taking care of my mother. And we had the church, and I had two kids in high school, and I was working besides. And so I said, Lord, how do I get more time? And I I really needed time, you know, with him. And so the time needs to come from spending with him, putting him first place. And then see, he meets the need. He meets the need, whatever my need is. And so he would open up opportunities where I had more time. Somebody would come and help me with something that I needed to have done, that maybe I wasn't going to get it done. The Lord just took care of all those things as we put him first place in our life. And first place means spending time with him. Amen? And so so that that's really important that we do spend that time with him and take that time. And, and you really have to, when you do this, you can't have your mind thinking about, oh, i got to pick up the kids at 3.15. Um... Yeah, okay, I got that. Okay, that's covered. I mean, spending time with him is spending time with him. He's the focus of your attention. Not, okay, I didn't get that meat in the crock pot. What am I going to do? That's not the time. Not the time. God will give you a backup plan. He'll show you what to do with it. He'll show you what to do if you spend time in putting him first place. Amen? I mean, he's good. That's what he wants and he's well able to help you, okay? Okay, let's, um, so, so I want you to see that all of those things that we talked about in the 23rd Psalm all come because of being in his presence. All come because of being in his presence, amen? Amen, all right. So, um, okay, let's look at Proverbs, please. Proverbs 2021. Proverbs 21, 21, I think. Let's see. He who pursues righteousness and loyalty finds life, righteousness, and honor. So there you need, you see, you need to pursue righteousness, right standing with the Lord. We already talked about that. Uh, let's back up a little bit to Proverbs 19, please. 19.25. Um, this might read different. Let's see. Let me read this out of the Amplified. Hmm. 
How does that how does that read out of King James, Proverbs nineteen twenty five? Who has that? I don't know if that's the right one. Anybody have that in King James? Okay. Nineteen, let's see here. Um Okay, let's see if it's nine. Might be nine. Nope. Okay, well, uh, whatever verse it is, it says the fear of the Lord leads to life. Huh? 23? Oh, good. Thank you. I, I mistyped it. Thank you. 1923, she said. Okay. The reverent, worshipful fear of the Lord leads to life. He who has it shall rest satisfied. He cannot be visited with actual evil. Isn't that good? He can't be visited with actual evil because of if if you have the fear of the Lord, then that leads to life. Okay, Proverbs four thirteen. Then take fast hold of instruction. Do not let it go. Guard her. For she is your life. Fast hold of instruction. I read that out of the Amplified this time. And then Proverbs 4, 22. Keep your heart with all vigilance and above all that you guard. For out of it flow the springs of life. So it's important to guard your heart. We've talked about that somewhat anyway. Um, let's look at Romans, Romans 8, please. And um, this one I use a lot, but this is such a good scripture verse on making sure life flows through you or in you or through you. Romans 8, I think uh, 6. Romans 8, 6. I'll give you a minute to get there. For the mindset on the flesh is death, but the mindset on the spirit is life and peace. And we basically we've hit that, life and peace. Amen. Verse 7, because the mindset on the flesh is hostile toward God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. We're going down to verse, um, let's go ahead with 9. However, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. Verse 10, and if Christ is in you, though the body is dead... Because of sin, yet the spirit is alive because of righteousness. Verse 11, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who indwells you. That there is just a mouthful. That one, I mean, I can stand here and say this one probably every Sunday to you. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead, that same spirit, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead, if that dwells in you, then it's going to quicken your mortal flesh. It's going to quicken your mortal flesh. That same power in you is going to cause life to flow into your flesh if you're dealing with sickness and disease. That same power, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead, that same life is going to quicken your mortal flesh. You know what I mean? I, 
There should be, you should be jumping up and down in the seats. <laughs> that same power. That same power. I mean, I meditate this a lot. That same power that raised him from the grave dwells in me. And if it's in me, then whatever I have need in my physical body, it's going to cause it to quicken. It's going to cause it to come alive. It's going to cause it to rise up off of the deathbed. It's going to cause it to rise up off of the deathbed. So you as ministers of the gospel can still know that when you lay hands on the sick, you're going to know that the life of God in you is going to flow through them and cause that life of God to bring them up off of the deathbed. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. God is so good. That same life in us, that same life in us, that same power in us, that same light in us is going to raise those people up off, off of their deathbed, off of, out of sickness and disease. It's, it's sickness and disease. It's going to raise them out of it. Amen? Amen? It's going to raise them out of it. And you're a carrier of the light. You're a city set on a hill and you can't hide your bushel. You can't, in the day we're coming into, you can't hide your light. You can't hide your bushel. You can't hide your light with the bushel. You can't cover it up. You can't do that. The church is going to be allowed to do that anymore. If you cover up your light, you're not going to be a part of what God's doing. Well, that was kind of bold, wasn't it? I think that's true though. You know? If you cover your bushel, if you cover your light, let's see. I, when I think of bushel, I always think of these big bushels we had to carry a feed to the cattle in the winter time, no less. But anyway, I always think of that. And you, they're big enough you can put them on over you. Uh, not that I ever did that, but see, that's what he's talking about. <laughs> well, unless we were throwing stuff. But anyway, I, I never, I never did that, but that's what he's talking about. You know, when you put that bushel over your head, there's no light can get out to anybody. How can you be effective? They can't even see you coming. <laughs> they can't even see that you have any light. And that's what we need, that same power. That same power. That same power. See that? That same power. That raised Jesus from the grave. Is, from is, in, me. is in me. To raise people. Off their deathbed. To raise them. Out of sickness and disease. That same power works in me. Quickens my flesh. My flesh comes alive. Out of sickness and disease. Sickness and disease has no place in me. In Jesus name. No place. No place. No place. No place in me. No place in you. No place. No place. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, I've talked about the divine power. I'm going to do this little. I'm going to do it. I am going to do it. Jerry, you want to help me move this table? <laughs> I practice at home. And then I practice here with a bigger container. And um, uh, yeah, that'd be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I made a mess <laughs> with a bigger container. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so um, I cleaned it up, though. Let's see. You might hang on to that. Cover you if you need to. <laughs> I think you guys are okay. So it's, it's not a very big container. See, it's just like this. Okay, so <laughs> I've only done this, well, twice. First time was a dud. <laughs> Second time it did do a little bit. Okay. 
So I'm going to put, you know, vinegar, you know. Now this is going to, this right here represents the life of God in you. Amen? Life of God. So this right here is the things that we can do to cause that life to explode on the inside of us. By not walking in sin, correct? By reading our word, by by um, praying, by confessing, by worshiping. Okay, this is the tricky part. <laughs> I got to get the lid shut. Well, maybe that's too much. Okay, here we go. Oh, it didn't go very far, but see what? See, when you add the right things to the life of God, it's going to explode on the inside of you. And it can't help but push darkness out of you, whether it's fear, whatever it is. It can't help but push sickness out of you when you start feeding the life of God that's resident within you. So I don't know if I can get this to do it again. <laughs> that wasn't very big. The, the, the guy I saw doing this, it was exploding up into the ceiling. Anyway, well, let's do what, Craig? Well, his did. <laughs> he had to duck out of the way. So, anyway, let's try this again. Okay. Oh, I didn't even get it. See, it's it's there. That was a little bit better. <laughs> anyway, it's 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 a trick to get it. Um, to get it on fast enough, you know, snapped on fast enough. Then anyway, God is so good. And you need to know that the life of God is in you. You're full of power, love, and a sound mind. You're full of life. You're full of wholeness, healing. It's all within you. He's given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. So that same power, that same power, keep this. I know that demonstrations really help people remember. And you'll be thinking about this the rest of the day. I know you will. <laughs> and the rest of the week, you'll be thinking about that life in you and what you have to do to get it to explode out to everybody you come in contact with. Amen? Amen. No bushels. We can't have any bushels on our heads. Father, we just want to thank you for the life of God that's resident within us. We yield to the leadership of the Holy Spirit and the power in us and the life. We, we want to be a beacon of light, Father, to those who are walking in darkness. And we thank you, Father, that we have that opportunity. Help us, Father, be in remembrance of your word today so that we can feed that life and that life can explode on the inside of us in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. amen.